If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You ready to check your feelings at the door? Check it out. Check it out. This is Am I Reister or Am I Raw? We're bringing you facts and only the truth. Now, Am I Reister or Am I Raw? Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? Texas passes a bill requiring all sports teams to play the national anthem, and it is so un-American. Why is Justin Fields falling in the draft? We hear reports of all of this nonsense. I will tell you why. Earl Simmons, a.k.a. DMX, died, and it highlights how painful, how pain and trauma can make great art and entertainment, but it's not healing for the artist themselves. Um, Deshaun Watson's attorney, there's a huge update on that because... Uh, he wins a court battle, which will be significant in the number, well, likely significant in the number of cases against him and all that. And of course, cancel or consequence, Spotify deletes 42 Joe Rogan podcast episodes. Am I right, sir? Am I wrong? Is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth? Daily fire, Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, facts only. Check your feelings at the door. No BS is allowed. I keep it 100. Uh, so Ralph will be back on Monday. We thought he would be back today. Not back yet. Uh, still getting moved in. All of that stuff. Check his Instagram story. It is hilarious. He is uh, moved into the money pit, apparently. Uh, you guys can get a hold of me. Shoot me a text message. 818-293-7547. Uh, you can email me. I'm mad. I-M-M-A-D at unafraidshow.com. Listen to me as well on Mad Dog Sports Radio Monday through Friday. So I'll be on there tonight, 10 p.m. Pacific. And then Sunday, Fox Sports Radio, Sirius 83, 2 to 5 p.m. So we're going to start with the the Texas bill. So Texas passed a bill that now requires all sports teams that have a stadium that got any public funding 
to play the national anthem. And that is 100% un-American. Like there's few things that are more un-American than, than this. And yes, patriotism is good. It's important. But this is on the heels of Mark Cuban and the NBA saying that they weren't going to play the national anthem at the stadium. But then Mark Cuban, um, but then Mark Cuban ended up losing that battle with the NBA and that they said that they were monitoring and that they were, they were going to do NBA said all of our teams are going to play the national anthem. Okay, fine. No big, no big deal. But now we have a situation where Texas is now trying to require it. And so it passed a bill called Senate Bill 4, also known as the Star-Spangled Banner Protection Act. The bill was filed by Don Buckingham, and it would make it mandatory mandatory to play the national anthem at sporting events that it that have stadiums that are funded by taxpayers. So here is the, here's the thing is that the reason why I say it's un-American is because America is supposed to be about freedom and choices, right? It's supposed to be about freedom and about choices and people, they conveniently want to apply these freedoms when it's, when it applies to something that, that they love. And then they want to restrict those freedoms when it's something that upsets their sensibilities. So, yeah. So on one hand, that those same people that are screaming, listen, we are free people. We shouldn't have to wear masks. It's our choice. Wait, wait, wait. But no, it's not your choice whether or not to sing the national anthem or whether it's played. See, because the way I look at it is our servicemen and women. And mind you, I have been around the world. Speaking to our servicemen and women, I've been in the trenches. I've seen it. I've spoken to them. I've slept on cots with wool blankets, everything. And these women and men, our servicemen and women, die. They sacrifice. They fight. Their families sacrifice for our freedoms, right? So at the point in time where we get to restricting people's freedoms, guess what that means? What the hell was their service for? Like, what the hell did they sacrifice for if we aren't going to, if we're not going to be allowed to use our freedoms? And America was founded upon protests, the American Revolutionary War, the Civil War, uh, protests, protests. I mean, even how we got into World War I, World War II. The Vietnam War, all of these about protest. Then people were protesting it here. So at the point in time where we are going to uh, encumber people's rights, it is going completely the wrong way. And truthfully, make it, singing the national anthem, it doesn't make you a patriot. It doesn't make you really love this country and want what's best for it and not what's best for your own ideology. Now, that's the truth. That's the ugly truth that people really don't want to hear. They use this word patriot. I'm a patriot. No, our patriots are the people that actually sign up in the military. Those are the patriots. Those are the people that really are about it. So I I, I just hate when people use that word. 
But then they also will tell you politics shouldn't be in sports. Athletes stop talking about politics. Well, now you're putting, I've always said that politics has always been a part of sports and sports has always been a part of politics. But the get woke, go broke crowd, even though that they're full of shit, and I talk about it on the last podcast with the NBA ratings and uh, comparing it to the NCAA and all that. But I continuously say that sports has always been a part of politics. We boycotted the 1980 Olympics. The uh, when, when when Jesse Owens ran in front of in Ber- Berlin, the, uh, the the Mexico City Olympics. Uh, Muhammad Ali and other athletes refusing to go in the draft about the Vietnam War. Like sports has always been on the forefront of politics. Free agency has reached it. Uh, we're we're now with the NCAA name, image, and likeness bill is in front of the Senate right now. They're d- discussing it. The uh, there is the Austin versus the NCAA is in the Supreme Court as we speak. Sports has always been a part of politics, but people will want you to say something else. Um, but here's an interesting quote about Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, who voiced support for this in February. He said, sports bring us together at a time when many things divide us. Congratulations to Senator Buckingham and the Texas State Senate for their support of this important piece of legislation. Texans are tired of sports teams that pander, insulting our national anthem to the men and women who die and fight for our flag. The passage of SB4 will ensure Texans can count on hearing the Star Spangled Banner at major sporting events throughout the state that are played in venues that taxpayers support. We must always remember that America is the land of the free and the home of the brave. Okay, so how the hell are you free? How are you supposed to be free if the government is then forcing this upon you? And mind you, I have no problem with with uh with teams playing the national anthem you could play it not play it what whatever we know the history of it all but everybody's got their own choices but at the point in time where we start encumbering upon freedoms that's where you lose me and and, and misidentifying our servicemen and women's sacrifice and dying and support what that's what they do this for is our freedoms get out of here with this bill Hopefully it does not get enacted because it's very un-American. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media. 
as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Next thing up. Justin Fields, quarterback for Ohio State, is falling in the NFL draft. According to all the insiders, they're saying he's slipping down the draft. And this brought up an interesting discussion about race. So to pull back the NFL curtain for you guys, when black players and white players, and and this is for you to make your own decision. I won't even influence this. Is... Here's the truth. When black players and white players are talked about, like when we would get a scouting report like this. Uh, oh, it's not, it's, it's not handy. Um, we would have a scouting report. It's got everybody's pictures, names, all of that stuff on it. And when the coaches would get up and present and talk about a player, typically if it were a white player, they say, oh, man, This guy's got a motor on him. He works hard. All these things. And when they would talk about a black player, they would talk about how athletic he is. And and not so much, and it would be more about his physical traits than it would be about his mental or work ethic or anything like that. So that that's the truth. Like there, like that's not racism. That's not anything. That's just facts of what happens. Just like if it's a cornerback, like I had a offensive coordinator who was white in the NFL. And whenever we had a white DB would come in the game, he would say white DB, white DB. We're throwing at him immediately because he's not perceived to be as good of an athlete. Now, that's not that these are just facts. I'm presenting facts, not swaying your opinion, but this is so you can make your own judgment. And the talk about Justin Fields was, oh, he's first one in, last one out. And then the talk was he can't diagnose the blitz. That maybe he's not as smart as some of these other quarter quarterbacks. But then Mark Sanchez was on with Pat McAfee. And Mark Sanchez let everybody know that, that, that the score that we always laugh at, right? People always laugh at how players score at the Wonder Lick test. It's a... It's a a test that 
measures your quote unquote ability to process, retain and recall information. And so it's been over 6,500 players have taken it. And according to Mark Sanchez, who works at ESPN, he says Fields had the highest score in the history of the test. Of the test. And mind you, this is guys that we that have been laughed at previously for scoring low. And they're like, I don't know if this guy can be a quarterback. Don't know if he's smart enough, even though it's proven that that's no gauge on your likelihood to be successful or not in the league. But they still do it. And some teams put some value in it. So, but Justin Fields threw for more than 5,000 yards, 63 touchdowns, nine interceptions during his two years at Ohio State. I mean, and that's only with playing eight games last year. He absolutely torched Clemson's defense, which is one of the best defenses in the league, and they have a complicated system. Uh, In the PFF grades, if you buy into those, He was first among college quarterbacks. I mean, all of these things like you don't get the respect of your teammates and you don't not love football. This dude got hurt in the semifinal game and could barely walk. The the coach are like, yo, we, we, we need him. We got to get him in. And he finished the game and came back and played in the national championship hurt. So why are these questions arising? Some people have said, well, well, yeah, I, I think it's because he's black and that black players are looked at differently. And here's the thing. And here is what I've noticed is that there were, I think, 10 starting black quarterbacks on NFL rosters week one in the NFL in 2020. The truth is, is that black quarterbacks are getting more of a fair shake now. I mean, if you look back 10 years prior, it wasn't that because it trickled up from college because there was a time where you had coaches saying that I'm not putting my best player at quarterback. But then they realized, hold up, if I put the ball in my best player's hands all the time, that means that I can make more plays. I'm more likely to be successful. And that's what is And that's what coaches have done now. They're like, hold up. These dudes, they can ball. And now they typically take the best player at the position. Because what what happens is, is that sometimes is that there will be a player, particularly in high school or college, right, who's a phenomenal athlete. And the coach is like, yo, like, I, he can play quarterback. We still got to te- teach him stuff. But I have this other guy who can't play any other position, but I can find a way to get this other guy on the field. So sometimes that's how some of the movement happens. So that's why I ask you about why do you think that Justin Fields is falling? I mean, the same way Lam- Lamar Jackson has been a good NFL quarterback. You put him in the right system, put him in the right situation, just like every other quarterback. You put him in the right system, a good quarterback, and he will be successful. You can't ask Josh Allen to do the same thing Tom Brady or Lamar Jackson does. They all have different skill sets that have to be nurtured. So Justin Fields falling in the draft, super suspect. It's total BS despite, I mean, like everything says it, but then you have golden boy looking like he came out of a Disney movie, Zach Wilson. He's flying up the draft despite everything. Every single thing telling you that it's not going to be good. Think about this. This is the same guy 
in Zach Wilson, who did not play well. And then he played a poor schedule this year. And then all of a sudden he lights up the damn earth. Except when they played Coastal Carolina, which was the best team on their schedule this year. Hmm. All right. You shouldn't be suspect of that. Hell yeah, you should. Uh, The next thing up. So Earl Simmons, a.k.a. DMX, died today. And it highlights how pain and trauma can make great art and entertainment. But it's not healing for the artist. Because like when you like I remember when I first heard DMX. I was a freshman in high. I'm no, no, no. Sorry. I was a junior in high school. I just transferred to Silmar. And one of my teammates, Jeremiah, who played basketball with me, he introduced me to D- DMX. That was when the uh, It's Dark and Hell is Hot album came out. I was like, yo, this is fire. Like first time hearing it, you like, as soon as you hear, dog, that's my man's in them. As soon as you hear it, it like, captured you if you were a a hip-hop fan and but this is the same man who he said his mentor I don't know how you can call a man a mentor who does this to you but when he was 12 years old he was getting ready to smoke smoke weed and he put crack in his weed like that to me that don't sound like a mentor that sounds like an abuser that sounds like somebody who hates you but anyways um so And you have, he was, and that, and all his pain, trauma, it birthed this music that reflected his life and the realness. And that's why people, he was such a big star is because it resonated with us as authentic and his truth. Like, that's the thing. I mean, like, and some of the greatest artists who have died from drugs, and from that emotional and, and all of that pain, like they put it out there and be vulnerable for us, for the world, for the consumers. And it makes great art. But then it doesn't necessarily take care of their healing process. It's just a reflection that we get a chance to see. And when we see that reflection, we see it and we can feel the pain. We can feel the, the, the struggle and we want better for them. But we also want to be entertained. So, yeah. So DMX is not a a new tragic story. This is the same story that we've seen with Amy Winehouse, uh, Janis Joplin, Michael Jackson, Jimi Hendrix, River Phoenix, Prince, Elvis, Whitney Houston, Heath Ledger. We've continuously seen the same pattern over and over. I don't know how we fix that pattern, but it's that pain and that trauma that we resonate with that some of us have gone through and some of us have not. But it's like watching a movie. You know how this movie was is going to end. We knew that that DMX was prop that if somebody told you that DMX was going to die at 50 years old from from an overdose, 15 years ago, everybody would have said, oh, okay, yeah, I, I bet that's how he went out. People would believe it. That like they don't like it, but it's just a fact. Like that's like you could believe it because you saw it in the music. You felt it. Uh 
Uh, the next thing up, Deshaun Watson, he wins a crucial court case, a crucial legal battle in everything that's going on with his case. So just to, just a quick recap. So obviously there are 22 accusers of Deshaun Watson who accuse him of everything from, well, there are two that accuse sexual assault. And all the rest of them are kind of sexual harassment or exposure of himself, like not actual. Like they seem to be more civil cases than potentially legal cases. So and Tony Busby, who is the lady's uh, lawyer, all of them filed as Jane Doe's. And that matters because then uh, Rusty Harden who's Deshaun Watson's lawyer and is, you know, he doesn't have their names. So that means that, that when it comes to investigating them, seeing if any of these allegations are true, how they're going to deal with it, any of that, that doesn't matter because I mean, like they can't do anything about it because they don't know the names. And ultimately this was a smart play by Tony Busby, the, the lady's attorney, because this smears Deshaun Watson publicly. Like there's no way that this looks good. It does. It looks terrible publicly and it's hard to recover from that. But, but, but here is what happened. Uh, district court judge uh, Deidre Davis ruled in favor of Deshaun Watson's attorney who today filed a an, an Friday an emergency hearing that way a Jane Doe in this one case must reveal her legal name and that it didn't meet the requirements for like a for being protected under like uh under a rape victims act and all of that so so here is what that what that means is that now Tony Busby has to refile that lawsuit. And mind you, the Deshaun Watson's lawyer is going to uh, today ref uh, go in and ask for an emergency hearing on all of those other cases. But he can't do it on a case in Georgia and a case in California as well. So probably about 20 out of the 22 cases he'll, and he'll win on it because he already won on the one for the same thing. So he'll win on those 20. And what that means is that these Jane Doe's, they're going to have a choice. They can either refile right with their own name, which is going to uh, with it, which is going to put them, give them some public scrutiny because people are going to be going through their emails, their tweets. They're everything to figure out if this is true. true. Uh, they're going to be followed by uh, investigators, sub phone records, subpoenaed, all sorts of things, right? So some of these cases are likely to go away because if they are a money grab, then they're going to be like, yo, it's, it's, it's not worth it. The grift is up. Like I'm going to lose more than I'm going to win in this situ situation. Or if they are true, then there are going to be some people that say, listen, I don't want this hassle. It's not worth it anyway. So you're going to see in all likelihood, the number of lawsuits against Deshaun Watson go down at least significantly.
whether it's from 22 to 12, 22 to 16, listen, everyone is going better in his favor, in his favor. So, uh, so two of Watson's accusers have revealed their names publicly. That's Solis and Lauren Baxley. So it will be interesting to see how this goes, which I told you guys on the last podcast that ultimately I talked to a couple lawyers that they thought the ultimate outcome for this would be pretty much all of the cases go away. A couple of them settle private privately and that there are no criminal charges. And that's kind of the end of it. He could end up being suspended by the league, but there's there doesn't appear to be any physical evidence, no admissions of crimes, anything like that from what we've seen so far. So he may not even get suspended by the league, but we shall see. But the interesting part is going to be how the league handles this on the back end, on the back end. Um. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So the next thing up is uh, cancel or consequence. It's time for cancel or consequence. That's the segment where we decide whether 
consequences that have been imposed or whether people are being canceled. So Joe Rogan, who clearly has one of the most popular podcasts that have ever been podcasted, he, he signed a hundred million dollar deal to leave uh, every platform and have his plat and have his shows exclusively on Spotify. Yet they'll post snippets on iTunes, snippets of other other places. But you want to hear the whole damn show, you got to go to Spotify. So now, forty two Joe Rogan podcast episodes have been deleted. And but this is what fans were scared would happen when he moved over to Spotify, who's a corporate monster, like a huge corp corporation. And they have stance, quote unquote, standards that they want on their platform. And, and they don't. And they have the right to make those choices when they're paying you one hundred million dollars. But here is the thing is that. They removed episodes by Dave Asprey, the founder of Bulletproof Coffee, who said he would live to 180. Um, include Brian Redband, seven episodes with David Seaman, four episodes with uh, comedian Chris D'Elia, Gavin McKinnahez, Milo, Milo Y. That's from Yiannopoulos. Um, and Eddie Bravo. So these episodes were deemed to have content that was objectionable. But but here is what I say. Is that. Is that it's a podcast. People have a choice whether to listen to it or not. This is not terrestrial radio. It's not even satellite radio. Like you have a choice whether to tune into that channel. Like if, if you have a a station that has a ton of easy access right cbs nbc something like that something that you don't that's basic cable kind of included you're kind of like all right well yeah we may not want to have these sorts of things on because the access is so easy for kids for other people but for this joe rogan you actually have to go seek it out so listen that i believe here that joe rogan was canceled that these aren't consequences that yes, he had people on, but when you host a podcast, you're going to have people on that you don't necessarily agree with that, that you, you know, that you don't really find all that great, but that's the cool part about it is that you get a chance to talk to them, all of that, and then figure something, figure something out, hear what they have to say. You can agree or disagree. So this was a canceling. This was definitely not a consequence. Um, you guys, am I Reister or am I wrong? I'm probably Reister, but if not, absolutely leave a comment. Tell a friend, hit me up 818-293-7547. I'm George Reister. Catch you guys Monday. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.